Abby. And I'm Georgie. Coming to you with chats about all aspects of design, creativity and its influence on life. Can I get a whoop whoop? Whoop whoop. This This is Creative Creative Clinks. Welcome back to another episode of Creative Clinks. Now with this interview, it's really bizarre how this all came about and it was literally less than a week ago. Decided to have a girls night, we went to Luke Kidgel and of course my friend, shout out to Kayla, Illy was quite drunk and thought this was an appropriate time to approach the opening act and harass him about coming on my podcast. Turns out he was interested. So here we are with Elliot Stewart. Welcome. Hey, thank you for having me on. Um, What an honour. What a great time. (laughs) I was sitting in the foil. And I was I was approached, harassed, as mentioned, <laughs> and uh, here we are, literally, just just calling in. I'm in my bedroom, and I am having a great little time connecting with the friends. <laughs> we'll see friends how you feel call. at the end of this. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Um, tell me, tell me about the podcast. I've given a little, I've been given a little rundown, but how how did this come about? <laughs> This is a bit reverse interviewee, isn't it? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, literally, it was like Barbie and I met through uni and we became mm-hmm. good friends because we bonded over the hate for group projects. And mm. then from there, we like we've just always been kind of rough business partners. Like I'm a branding aspect connection for her um, mm-hmm. within interior design and then vice versa. But look, I come by those leads way less often than Barbie comes by graphics. So <laughs> thank you. Uh, and then from there, one me- I remember exactly where I was. I was on that stupid intersection of Stewart Avenue and King Street. Uh, and I remember yeah, Barbie yeah, t- messaged me and she just went one word, podcast. I went, oh, I'm down. So then Genius. one year in, here we are. <laughs> Here we are. What a great time. Be interviewing a comedian. Exactly. I know. We would get here. And uh, what a downfall it's been, you know? <laughs> <laughs> now, just to give you a little bit of a heads up, like our podcast is actually about everything about creativity. So, yeah. So that's the kind of premise behind what we chat about with all our guests. And mm-hmm. so we'll be very interested to delve into your creativity, obviously. Of course. Creativity yeah. and comedy. Uh, yeah. Uh, How do they mix? How do they mix? Um, it's a lot of thinking. It's a lot of yeah. uh, dumb thoughts that barely come to fruition and maybe one in every 10 funny thought comes into uh, being a bit uh, on stage. I, I've, been, I've been doing a, I'll, I'll give a, I'll give a little introduction of my own. Yeah, please. Yes, um, please. Uh, welcome, welcome to the podcast listeners. Uh, <laughs> I've, uh, my name's Elliot Stewart. I'm, I'm a stand-up comedian. Um, I've, been, I've been doing stand-up for six years now. Five to six years. I'm uh, I'm 22. I started when I was 17. Oh my gosh! Um, I was in high school, and uh, now I am a prominent <laughs> comedian in in the Australian comedy scene. I guess it's um, not really. <laughs> I own the uh, I own the Newcastle Comedy Club on on wow. Derby Street. Oh, see. Um, me uh, me and two other comedians uh, opened opened a dedicated comedy club in Newcastle about a year and a half ago. So if you're ever in Newcastle, uh, come check it out. Come see some live comedy on a Friday or Saturday night. It's a great time. Yes. Oh, you guys clearly did a good job on Thursday night because afterwards all the girls were like, when's the comedy club on? Let's look it up. Oh, and we're like come already to the teeing up the next girls' night. <laughs> it's the best comedy club in Australia, they're calling it, guys. It's, oh. it's fantastic. Oh. We, 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 just had, we just had Tom Gleason for 12 shows. That was wow. great. And uh, it's really taken off in the last year and a half. So amazing. That's really amazing. How it's been going. Creativity. What to say yeah. about it? Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So hang on. Let me just. So when I think of a comedian Riffing. and maybe like somehow how that's involved with creativity, like I think maybe you're a, like you're an actor in a way. Do you think that's a right way of, of kind yeah, of thinking think about it or no? It can be um, 
uh, summed up. I mean, I, I, a lot of it's uh, a lot of it's a writing uh, skill. A lot of the, sure. uh, the majority of stand-up comedy is 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 the uh, is the art of writing, I guess. Yeah, wow. You got to think of a funny thought, but then you've got to mold it into a way that's uh, digestible for an audience. You've got to you've got to take what you think's funny and then say it in a way that other people will find it funny. And that is hard. Yes. <laughs> a, lot it, a lot of people suck at it. A lot of <laughs> yeah. people really good. Um, it is, you've got to be likable. You've got to be, uh, you got to make it things short and, and sweet and, and put it in a nice little package so someone can listen to it. Anyone can listen to it and go, oh, I, I can I can laugh at that. Cool. Have you always been like the funny guy in school? Were like you always the class clown? No, I was, I was a big loser in high school. <laughs> I, think that, um, I think that really uh, assisted. <laughs> yeah, it, it was about five years of, of sucking and then like the last year and a half maybe getting some laughs. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And from there I kind of, yeah, delved into uh, I, I, how, how I started uh, comedy was I, I did the, uh, I started to become school captain. Mm-hmm. Um, and and see, so you have to do a little speech in front of all the teachers and students. And so I just tried to make it, I, I, had, a little, I had a little interest in stand-up comedy before that. And I just thought this is my, this is my moment. And I, I'm, I tried to write the speech as funny as possible. I was just like calling teachers ugly and <laughs> dumping on the school and that kind of stuff. And then I had such a great time. I had such a great response that that same night I, I, I did my first open mic night for comedy. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, I know. It was, it was a great little um, uh, night, day, 24 hours. Um, and yeah, the rest of my life uh, started from there. So <laughs> really my- It's really where you were reborn. Exactly, yeah. And then six years later, you're performing for 1,100 people, opening for one of the biggest comedians in Australia. So it's- That's just crazy. How do you make that transition? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, All starting from a school speech. Yeah, yeah. Really gross. I try not to (laughs) tell that to anyone. It's it's a horrible starting place. Uh, It's a very little origin story, I think. And uh, yeah, yeah. Really, really happy with how, how comedy is. The Australian comedy scene is quite small. There's not- Compared to like America where we're years behind, there's really only like- six or seven actual comedy clubs in Australia. Oh, wow. The rest are just kind of like little comedy nights run in pubs and different spaces and that kind of stuff. And then people tour around and, and do their own shows. And it's just, uh, it's it's really budding, uh, the Australian comedy scene. I think it's growing, especially with uh, the rise of uh, Instagram and TikTok. I think people are getting around it a bit more. Uh, yeah. Previous, but uh, yeah, good to see. You know, love to see. Love seeing up comedy. That's awesome. My, I hope it takes off. You yeah. Know? Music sucks. Who likes just listen, <laughs> I know. listen Who wants a doof? Like, seriously, I'd rather a laugh than a doof. I'm glad the Cambridge is closing down. I reckon it's a controversial <laughs> opinion. Next <laughs> <laughs> close. I mean, who, what are they going to do? Open? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> what, are you going to stop the major developments from yeah, building on top of you? <laughs> yeah, honestly. I hope, I hope the student place gets put up and I hope all those students come to my comedy <laughs> exactly so really this is all a big scheme so it's just shut down all the clubs and then they've got nothing left except the newcastle comedy club exactly what an evil uh little, little podcast this has turned out to be <laughs> <laughs> scheming <laughs> so uh, elliot i have a question is there in the comedy world um something like different styles of comedy and if there is what would you describe your style as there's all of course there's lots of different styles of comedy. There's um there's good comedy and there's bad comedy. <laughs> and there's, um, I don't know. There's more like you know people tell stories and people have little punchy jokes and people uh, have different. I don't know how to describe different types of comedy. People are just people are just themselves and people 
try to do stand-up comedy as their own self. Okay. So <laughs> what about um, like types of humour? You know how everyone's got like a different type of humour. Yeah, what would you describe yeah, your type of humour as? Self-deprecating. <laughs> I, I think in, in terms of my brand, it's it, it's a lot more self-deprecating. I, I try to I try to make jokes as small and, and tight as possible. A little one-liners, little little quips here and there. Yeah, I just try to I just try to write jokes. Uh, I think that's uh, it's gonna yeah. be funny at the end of the day. People like to talk about themselves or tell funny stories and that kind of. That's as long as the audience is laughing. That that's all that matters. Hundred uh, percent, exactly. I think I just try. I just try to focus on as many laughs per minute as possible, and, and that, that's <laughs> uh, that's that's benefited me well. I think. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Now I was scrolling your Instagram last Please. night yeah. and I'm having a bit of a stalk and all I, I noticed it was like a photo of you in a McDonald's uniform. Yeah, is yeah, that correct? So you're an that. ex-McDonald's employee, Big I'm tolerant. assuming. By the way, yes. this episode is not sponsored by McDonald's. I would love it yeah. to be. McDonald's, though. please sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag McDonald's. I had a bag um, muffin this morning. It was great. It was <laughs> great fun. I did chill. I'm horrible for the last uh, hour of eight <laughs> <laughs> I really have. Really <laughs> Do you think that, I mean, working in such an iconic place like McDonald's has shaped you for who you are today yeah, as a comedian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked in Macca's for four years. I worked at King Street McDonald's. Oh, the, slaps. <laughs> okay, the most dangerous McDonald's in Australia. Yeah. Um, it is a nightmare. Um, and I worked there. And I worked in the drive-thru for, for the majority. I was the, the, the taking the money kid. Ah, you're that one. And uh, that that really let me come into my own in terms of uh, you, you got 30 seconds with a customer and my big goal was just try to get like a little laugh in here and there. I, I used to wear I used to bring a little bow tie to work after a while and I used to wear a bow tie and just try to do a little quip or a little wacky voice or something like that. And then eventually, I, I was getting so many good reviews through the Google reviews for King Street McDonald's. If you scroll back far enough, there's a lot of the kid with the bow tie, Elliot. There's a whole, lots of kind of stuff. Eventually, they gave me my own Macca's tie. It was like they they went to the corporate website and they were like, "We got to get this kid an actual <laughs> tie." And that was a big that was a big moment. So um, yeah, it, it's, it's just a, it, it's all going well, you know. And this is a, a gradual progression from the Macca's drive-through. <laughs> to uh, yeah, really um, leveling up. Yeah, exactly. I think I think the drive-through is good. I think it, it's a, it, once again, and if you suck with one person, then they're gone. They're just they're there, they're the next window, and they complain, and that's a problem. But <laughs> if, if, if you can have a good enough, uh, there's a new person every time. Yeah. You know? Now, <laughs> is there a memorable? Have you actually had someone complain about you to the next window? I can't remember any specific ones at least that i can mention on the podcast I, i'm not sure <laughs> yeah um i can't remember i don't know i just remember trying yeah <laughs> I, I don't know i yeah i can't remember any any real complaints no that, but, well, that's um, good yeah, i do remember the good reviews that that was a good time in my life where i was like continually uh doing good i remember this one time they um they gave me those uh i don't know if you go into maccas and they try to get you to fill out the um they try to sell you a, a charity Coupon kind yeah. of thing. Like, yeah, if you spend two dollars on this, you can put your name on it. We'll put it on the wall, and then you get. The, oh yeah, yep. The charity, that thing. I, w- I They gave me a big stack of those, and I was selling so many of them in one shift that they had to take them away from me because I was slowing down the drive. Now, <laughs> 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 like, you, oh, you've donated hundreds of dollars to charity, but this is a problem. <laughs> this, is a, this is a genuine uh, problem. So yeah, that was uh, that was fun. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Macca's rules. Um, and I will support it until the day I die. Love it's that. No, it's um. I actually used to work at Market Town Shopping Centre in a oh, in a certain 
uh, telecommunications store. Oh, yep, yep, And, yep. yeah, I've never had so many junkies threaten to boot my head in. Oh, yeah, market sounds a nightmare. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you're just, you know, you're in between that and the methadone clinic, so you're just copping them with the munchies. You know, they're yeah, all yeah, joyous. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're stopping a Macca's and then going straight to Telstra to have yeah. a go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, go straight in and steal a speaker and they're vibe and they're full. They've got the beats going. It's just exactly. a vibe and day until they've got the come down, they lose a singlet and a plugger. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Do you work there anymore? No, God, no, thank God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on bigger and better things now. What are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bite me. Um, yeah, yeah. Bite you? You're gone. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, I have no... Yeah, it's all good. Precisely. But yeah, so with your comedy, where Very do good. you find a lot of the inspiration for your bits? Just day to day. You're just walking around. You're, you're having a conversation with a girlfriend. You say something funny and then you you just go, That's that could be... That could say that on stage. <laughs> and then you write it down. Oh, sh- oh, let me get my phone. Where's the phone that I uh, couldn't get the podcast on? It's, it, it's I, in your pencil holder. It was. <laughs> oh, it's and it's gone forever. I, I want to show you my. Oh, you hear this? Look at these notes. So every time you, every time something funny happens, you open up your notes. As a, everyone has their phone. Let's see if this will. Uh, no, anyway, blank <laughs> <laughs> like screen, but we get it. Yeah, it's bright as hell. Let's get the notebook out instead. Look, every time something funny happens, you just write a little little jot down, like a little. Let's see what. Let's see what I've written in my phone last. Let's um. Yep. Let's see. Let's see if let me let me try some potential new material. Yes. Oh, exclusive. Here we go. Um, oh, this is fun. Uh, why are the bites in zombie movies always the same shape? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did all the zombies have braces? Like they're all, always exactly perfect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's an excellent point. We're in point. rural America. There should be like at least some missing teeth or some real <laughs> mean like that could be something. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, have that thought. Yeah, and then you write it down, and then you get your little notebook, and then you stare at it for about three hours, <laughs> and then eventually it turns into. Uh, a, a fully formed little chunk of comedy. A 30-second joke after you've exactly. stared at it for, for and, hours and hours. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then yeah. you go to an open mic night and no one laughs and then yep. you do that about 40 million more times <laughs> until um they laugh <laughs> and then that becomes a, a new bit of yours. Nice. Yeah. Has, it, uh, has it ever been like a joke that you've had that you just, you truly wholeheartedly uh, thought it was an absolute zinger but like yeah. it just really didn't slap. It just didn't yeah, hit right. right. It, every, week in, week out, just everywhere. <laughs> week you just get so excited about something and then they just hate it and you go that must be so crushing oh it's brutal oh my god i i live with a a comedian and there's so many nights where we've come home from just open mic nights just going what are we doing (laughs) (laughs) just so many bits that we thought would have been great and uh nothing nothing can you remember one that you were like 100 this is gonna hit and it didn't well let me look through my little notebook right right. now as we uh as we're on the uh Oh, I have this bit that I can't make work. That I'm okay. This is a premise that I, I've repeated a million times to my girlfriend. Going, this I think this is funny, and I don't know what the joke is here. But I'm trying to make I'm trying to make a joke out of this. But you guys ever go to do a U turn? In you pull into someone's driveway to do a U turn, and they're there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, that it's, I'm like, I know that there's something there. There is. I try to because it's like you're it. kind of like scoping, like which driveway Maybe. you can do the U turn in before Maybe, you yeah. do it, so it's not like awkward. Exactly. Yeah. And they, it's it's always scary. It's always a terrifying little uh, <laughs> thing. Um, let me, I got no, I got no idea what I, like, where you guys, I think will be funny. 
That's the power of editing, right? If it's really shit, we just won't include it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I went through a, I'm trying to think. I'm just flipping through my notebook right now going, what's funny? What is bad? This is all garbage material. <laughs> all just pages of oh, just. I love it. Oh, I love it. Garbage. Wow. And I love that it's old school writing it down. That's supposed to you be really good to remember things. things. You gotta like, you gotta. And because then you, you write like four or you write like eight different lines and you'll connect like one little line with another line and so you'll, it, it all comes together between into one big bit. But, um, yeah. and then they don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you come home and discuss with your, your flatmate, oh, so like brutal. how both of you are it's, it's the best time. It's my favorite. It's my favorite thing in the whole world. Um, what, just being shredded to tears and you're like, yeah, I love the fact that I'm Let's on the bottom of the fucking shoes. <laughs> There's like, yeah, you're in front of 80, like the, the open mic night at the Newcastle Comedy Club, like every, like literally gets like 70 to 80 people come along. Wow. It's crazy. And then you get up in front of them and you say something that you think's funny and they just don't react and you go, well, I, that, then you're just on stage oh. just like, eh, well, I thought I was funny. And, and it's, it's just like this humiliating, <laughs> horrific <laughs> experience. Mm. And there's nothing more tangible than that. Than that, <laughs> true. It's the risk of the art form, you know. It's a hundred percent. It's the best. And there's there's people yeah. who they never. That's all they. That's all they ever get. There's people who try self comedy oh. for years, and that's all. That's no. the only response they get. And I I, I love it so wow. much. It's my favorite thing is watching people do it for the first time. And I don't think I've ever seen anyone do stand up comedy for the first time and it go genuinely well. And, and oh, um, yeah. the the best part of it is 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 then on stage and that thing them Dying. for the first time. Because when, you, when you've been doing it for, for years, you're just used to it. It's resilience and, you, it's just, you, and yeah. that's okay and you have different ways to get in and out of, of that feeling. But when you're watching someone have that for the first time where an audience doesn't laugh and they're like on stage getting like visibly, um, it's the best. There's nothing. <laughs> this is a sadistic industry, yeah, really, I must say. It's really say. crazy. There's you gotta <laughs> it's a it's a lot of trial and error and it's Who? a wow. lot of some. So Elliot, do you remember your first time? I, I remember my first time. Yeah, well, because I so I did it that night after the teacher's speech. Oh yes. And it went kinda well. You know, some things fell flat, some things I got I I, I got a few laughs at. And uh, when I got off stage, because I, I was sorry, uh, people were were quite nice to me because I was I was seventeen, I was still in high school. Yeah. Um, I was I was a, I was a really young looking uh, kid. I'll try I'll try to send you guys a picture of, of, of me in my first couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, I remember, I love I'm this tiny little boy, and so people were very generous. People were very uh, people were like, "What is this? The Make a Wish Foundation?" What? Why is this guy on stage? They were quite nice, but I do remember the first time that I had like an actually bad set because I, I think I went like a little while of, of doing quite well in Newcastle, and I, I would go down to I went I went down to Sydney a couple of times with, with some comedians and, and did and did quite pretty good, but then the first time where I just got like nothing was in Sydney. And it was just such a – I was so used to doing quite well. And then the first time that I got nothing, I was just like, oh, this is this. It's just soul crushing. Your whole life. Yeah. You're yeah. like a three-hour train back from Sydney. You're just alone with your thoughts. It's a great time. Yeah. There's really nothing better. <laughs> this one time Love that. I, um, I, did a, I did a trip to Queensland like, like uh, back in February of this year. And I, I did – there was there's two comedy clubs in, in Queensland. There's Good Chat Comedy Club and there's the Sit Down Comedy Club. I think that's the two names. And good chat idea. I did, I did Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Great sets. I'm just, I'm reeling it all in. I'm doing my best material. They're loving it. It's the best time. 
And then on the Friday, I did the sit-down comedy club. I, I, I did Good Chat Comedy Club that night beforehand. Gosh, 10 minutes of just fucking slaughtering this. Great time, blah, 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 blah. Went down 10 minutes down the road, sit-down comedy club. Exactly the same set. Exactly the same words. Silence. The entire oh, and I'm, I'm like, watch. There's like, there was a clock I could see on stage. Mm. Of, of, I, just, I was just reciting my words, just watching it count down. <laughs> like, damn, this is really going horrible. <laughs> and, no. It was the first time that my girlfriend had ever seen that happen. Like, she was like, oh, no. You, yeah, right. before. Like, you, can, you can get different. You can do bad and still get a couple laughs. But for yeah. it to yeah. get the actually silent the entire mm. way, oh, I'm beautiful. It was, there was nothing funny. There's nothing better. <laughs> you get on stage, you're like, well, that was fun. <laughs> and then you have a 10-hour car ride home, and it's a great little time. Um, and it's hard to, you know, sometimes you've got to be hard on yourself and go that, you know, there were some just the things I could have done better during that set. But then there's sometimes where it's just like, well, I've, what could you, what could you do? You know, it's, they Dude. just didn't like you as a person. Oh, and, that's, and that's what that's, there's lots you can do to change that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, how do you like? How do you bounce back? Because uh, I'm someone who's like shocking with the imposter syndrome, yeah. and sometimes I get waves of like, you know what? I actually know how to do my job. Yeah. Then I'll have a client rip me to tear me a new yeah. asshole, and I'm like, oh, oh reality check. I yeah. don't know what I'm doing. Um, how, how do you bounce back? I think it's just like a, it's just, it's just basic resilience. You know, like, yeah, what are you going to do? Not bounce back? It's like yeah. you just take a take a step ah. back, and you you got to be self critical and evaluate what you could do better. You know, and that, and that kind yeah. of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's just another person who didn't like you, and that's fine. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. A lot of yeah. other people do like you, and and that's that's not a problem. You know, it's, it's it matters it matters about the people who do like you, and as long as you're uh, yeah. being uh, critical of yourself and uh, evaluating and 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 changing where you need to, that's fine. That's all. That's all that matters. You know, that's uh, yeah. yeah it's, it's just it's just resilience. You know, yeah. time passes. Yeah. You you'll get over it. <laughs> it's all good <laughs> nice and do you with like your bits is it is your girlfriend the one that has to suffer through all of the practice runs <laughs> or do you have like a go-to mate that it's that suffers the the you know the teething parts of your bits I mean, you'll, I'll bounce stuff off different people you know I'll, I'll say mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have a funny I'll, I'll, I'll form a little bit and sometimes I'll text a friend and just type it out and go what do you think of this and they'll go ah this fuck could be a little better or that, that this is funny and sometimes, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be with the girlfriend. I'll go, is, is this funny? And she'll go, no, don't ever say it to anyone. Terrific. Yeah, it's just cross the line. Exactly. And then, and then the only true uh, critic is, is the audience at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some audience, there's, there's some bits that, that I, it's exactly the same words. Some audience will, will just lap it up. And some boys just will go, this, that's the least funny thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that, it's just, you just got to deal with that. It's just different people find mm-hmm. different things funny. And it's, it's, sometimes it's, sometimes it's you, sometimes it's, it's them. Sometimes it's just the different energy. I got no idea what the, what the vibe is. <laughs> but, but yeah. But no, it sounds like a really good attitude to have towards it. And, you know, because otherwise, like, you're just going to not progress anywhere and, yeah, yeah. and do any better if you get too caught up in it. And that's not probably the really hard thing. Reality check is in, I guess, any industry is that, yeah, not everyone's going to like oh. you. You're not going to be for everyone. Oh, um, um, yeah. So tell me, is it, how did you come by the comedy club? Was this a complete, like you no, were, no, no, no. you know, really spontaneous night out and thought, yeah, this is a great idea? <laughs> well, um, we, 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 we planned it for a couple of years, especially during, during, during COVID. We, we, uh. 
I think it was like during COVID that we had the idea. Um, the Newcastle comic like scene itself was quite small when I when I started. There was only like two open mic nights and like one kind of show that you could get booked on and 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 do and work in front of a paid audience. Um, and then they kind of grew just a little bit, just different sh- shows opening here and there until it was about maybe like five or six like regular shows running per month in, in Newcastle of comedy. But um, yeah, everyone other than that because. You need so much stage time to to test different material and develop as a comedian. Everyone would just go down to Sydney a lot. I was I was I was I was traveling down to Sydney like three nights a week just because I oh wow I wanted to. I was I'd, I'd I'd work from eight till four and I'd hop on a train and go to Sydney, do four minutes on stage, and then come back and get back by midnight two a.m. and then you'd just do it again the next day because you just I just love the art form. What else are you doing with your life? <laughs> You're 18, you're 19, and you you want to become a little comedian. So you gotta you gotta do different different things to to try get ahead. And um, eventually, yeah, eventually I, I was I was working. I worked at the office shop for a couple of years, and um, yes, I messaged a friend. I was like, "What if we opened a comedy club in Newcastle?" And they went, "We already tried that. It it didn't work." And I was like, "But what if we tried again?" And then uh, and then we, we kind of. <laughs> Thought about it for a while. We we shopped around. We we talked to different real estate agents. We 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 originally tried to get the space. Do you remember that, that old comic book shop that was at, uh, on Union Street in Derby? Not Derby Street, Hunter Street, right there. I'm trying to illustrate it. My arms. I think I think is it near the Cambo? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, we yeah yeah. Places. Yeah, the 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 comic book shop space was the first one we looked at, and that was like we thought that was a really good space. But in hindsight, it would have been horrible. We we we, we shopped it around different places and. Things fell through. Things kind of came to fruition and then sucked, and it all. But then, um, it was October, November of twenty twenty one. Yeah, that's the date. Yeah. Trying to figure out how long ago that was. Um, yeah, and then we 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 got the green light to open a, a space, um, to 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 rent to rent a space, and then it was just one of those things of like, okay, we either have to do this now or or never, and then. We just pulled the plug and we went and bought gray paints and you paint over the walls and then you contact a friend and they help build a stage and then you have to build a bar and that kind of stuff. And um, the whole comedy scene kind of got around it, like a bunch of comedians were there just painting walls and, and, and doing different things and carrying bricks up the stairs and that kind of stuff. <laughs> a couple of months pass and then a comedy club exists, you know? It's it's really That's sick. It's really just a... A lot, of, a lot of a lot of odds were against it, and uh, it worked. It, hey. it really. We had no idea if it was going to work. We had no idea if it was going to come and watch a live comedy in Newcastle. And it's literally been way more successful than we could have imagined. It's it's been crazy. We we, we 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 sell out like every weekend. It's ridiculous. We have it's it's about a it's about ninety seats in the room is the most we can see it, and um, it's great. Yeah, it's really it's, re- it's really nice. But I think the the what benefited the most. Was I think we did everyone did so many shit gigs in the last like four or five years, ten years. People have been doing it for ages, like leading up to this. That you know the you know so many rooms are bad for comedy. High ceilings are bad for comedy because laughter doesn't ricochet right, and um, different like different bigger spaces suck and that kind of stuff. That uh, I think we did so many of those gigs that we knew what yeah. has to go right for the for 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 a room to be nice for comedy. And uh, I think mm-hmm. it's poured everything that, that that should be right for comedy into one room. Um, it's yeah. very it's a very tight room. It's very nice. It's very intimate. 
dark. It's it's good. All the chairs are facing the right way. You'll you'll do comedy nights and people are just facing the wrong ways eating. And you're like, ah, it's just this brutal. <laughs> 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 it always sounds like you could take over my job. So if I ever am asked to design a, um, a comedy oh, yeah. uh, club or something, I'm going to get you on board 100%. So I'll zoom in and I'll go, oh, that's wrong and that's wrong. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Um, this has been approved message by Alyssa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm here for <laughs> yeah. all your comedy club needs. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it, it was really, yeah, I think Newcastle is just the right size to support something like this. Um, there's about yeah. half a million people here, I think. And uh yeah, I think the the comedy club is is, is it's beautiful. You got to come see it, lady. It's it's the best. Yeah, it is such yeah, a nice yes. place to do comedy. Yeah, the, the Australia as a whole has gotten around it. So many so many comedians come from Melbourne and Perth and Sydney all the time. Really, all the time. Brisbane, just to I mean, once again, we had Tom Gleeson for twelve shows. That word really? word got around from so many big comedians that it got to him that he was like, yeah, I'll just come do twelve shows because I I heard it's great. And it's, it's, it's so silly. Luke Kidgel did four shows there over, over Christmas and it's just, it's it's a good space to, to do comedy. So, yeah. Awesome. Definitely. And is there any any plans because of how well it's gone? Is there any plans for yeah, growth? Or do you think, yeah, top secret. We're looking to <laughs> We're looking to expand, but that's a couple of years away, I reckon. Um, we're still, we're awesome. still fresh. We're still new. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that that is the dream to have a little bit of a bigger space. Um, cool. 90, 90 people is just, I think it's just the right amount. But I think we could yeah. stretch it to 150, I reckon this, it would be a nice number to aim towards. Cool. But it's in such a good it's in such a good location, the actual club itself. It's 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 right on the corner of Derby Street and Hunter Street. Um so there's like the Argyle just here and the and the what's the other Finnegan's? Finnegan's. What a yeah. shit <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> three and like there's all these other cool bars around it, and it's just it's near the, it's near the light rail. It's a perfect spot. So central, yeah. Because yeah. I think I didn't know it was there until I think actually one unfortunate night that I did grace my presence in Finnegan's, and I'm nice. surprised that. Yeah. Look, I teleported to a few places that night, but uh, yeah, we walked out, and I think there's a didgeridoo playing out the front, and I just oh, kind of looked up and I went, guy. "Oh, we, we, we hate that guy. We haven't seen him in a while, and we're like, oh. what a dream." Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but then you start hearing. Phantom didgeridoo is playing, and you're like, he's uh, back. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're trying to do a comedy show upstairs, and just down the oh, wow. <laughs> and it's just like, what are you doing, dude? Pick anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for like a bit of a visual, Barbie, he even has like a speaker for the oh. didgeridoo. Oh, it's big time. It's, it's wow. Got, Isn't it loud enough normally? <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> you know, um, I'm pretty sure it's a great like smoke signal calling card for all the drunk people to come and have a look. But, you know, yeah. yeah. It's, um, that's, but that's how I. I came across the comedy club and I was like, oh, I didn't know that was there. And then, yeah, yeah didn't think too much more and to it. And um, and then until like literally the other night where we're all like hadn't gone out together and we just had so much fun. And then everyone was like, oh, my God, let's find the comedy club. Um, so yep. it's definitely going on a come, kick. You say like a Friday showcase or a Saturday showcase. It's just like there's like six or seven comedians on and that's just a nice little variety night every weekend. It's a great time. Yeah. I book it myself awesome. and it's great. Fantastic. <laughs> just get all the best next week. What do you do in your downtime? Because I'm assuming like this is quite yeah. a high intensity kind of I career of that downtime. you've chosen. I've you don't downtime. have any down downtime, did you say? Downtime, um, okay. Because I was working in office job, but now because of the comedy club, I got to quit, and now I just have uh, I only work on behind the bar like four hours at night on the weekends, so it's I'm chilling. 
So Monday to Friday, I'm pretty open. I uh, I read a lot. I read a lot of books and I write a bit. And um, I'm learning the piano at the moment. That's top secret. Oh, amazing! Um, that's only brand new. That's only like a, a month or two. But I, I I did I did my um I did my first solo comedy show back in in May, like last month. Um, so that, that's like that was like my first like kind of hour of material. Um, so I worked on that for like ten months. Wow. Where I was just kind of like a, an hour or two a day, I was just kind of working on that show and it all kind of came together into this nice little um, fully fledged show, which I was, it was a big goal to, to set, which I was, I was hoping to do for for quite a long time. So when that came to fruition, I was really happy. But now I have, now I'm, I don't know what to work on next. So I was like, I'll learn the piano. Why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I just try to read, read lots, try to, try to, lots of, lots of self help and, dumb philosophy and that, that kind of shit. I got no idea what I'm trying to read at the moment. I'm reading uh, I'm reading uh, Deep Work at the moment by oh. Cal Newport. Uh, what else am I reading at the moment? I just finished, uh, I read a bit of, bit of Aristotle, uh, some book about trying to be a good person. That kind of wow. Thing. Elliot's uh, Book Club, everybody. Exactly. <laughs> Tony Robbins, we love the man. Oh, my God, I was listening to a podcast with him on the other day and every single time I listen, I'm like, dude, you're so the goat, hey. He's the man. He's the he, best. Yeah. People shit on him all the time because he's just this fucking giant of positivity. But God, Amazing. He's, he's got so many good little – but, yeah, he's trying to oh, – and also my, my big book recommendation at the moment. Mm-hmm. Let me get it. It's in my backpack. That's why I'm trying to get it out of the camera. Even though this is a podcast, the voices are like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you know what's life is. Holy Anyway, I can't find it. Here's my uh, weight belt that I was just... Yeah. Exercise, guys. you got to exercise. It's the best thing in the world. Love that. I duly noted. I've just like fully... Don't know how I keep doing this. I keep booking myself with all these things. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that a magical thing called fitness. You got uh, it. It's all yeah. encompassing. You know, you, all you've got is your body. You know what I mean? Ugh, anyway, uh, Meditations of Marcus Aurelius. What oh, a book. You got to get into it. All it right. Is, in the Stoic philosophy, this guy was the Roman emperor. He was the, the, the top guy in Rome. He's, he's, the, he's the man. And then um, this was his diary that they found after he no died. No way. And it's just all fucking great. It's all it's all fantastic. There's so many good things in this book. Um, just so many, just little little just jottings. Imagine being like the most literally. I gotta explain this. This guy is the most powerful guy in in, in the world. Two thousand years ago, this yeah. is all he he owned everything. He could ask for all the money. He could ask for all the anything he wants. That kind of thing. And it's just him riding at night, being like just little things about how to be a good person and how to treat people nicely and that kind of stuff. It's all fantastic. Highly awesome. recommend this book. The Meditations wow. of Marcus Aurelius. Get into it, guys. Oh. Great book. Pick it up. Ten bucks. There's so I many good that. stuff. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. Other <laughs> than that, just try to – yeah. I'm trying to say – what was the original question? What, what do I do with my time? Well, yeah. yeah in your spare time. <laughs> lots of reading, lots of writing, lots of exercising. That's the, that's the thing. I, I, I lift a lot of weights. I do a lot of uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, I do uh, just general, just trying to keep on top of uh, existence. <laughs> isn't this isn't this such isn't this weird? <laughs> isn't living weird? Yeah, very <laughs> much so. <laughs> uh, and then I try to progress in comedy. You know, just yeah, it's hard to. There's no one. Um, the hardest thing about comedy, and I guess any creative pursuit, is uh, there's no like no one tells you what to do. There's no like directs. There's no book you can read. There's no like actual trajectory you know like it's like when you when you start a job you know they tell you you become a manager and then you become a this and then that but when you start a creative pursuit it's really just like 
figure it out, idiot. Yeah, 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 pretty, yeah, pretty much. much. It's all just trial and error. And uh, yeah, who knows? So yeah, just cool. trying to figure out what to do next. Nice. Uh, with comedy. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I just finished my first solo show. So now it's just like, do you write another one? Do you yeah. keep doing that one for another while? I, I, I recorded the comedy club and I'm going to put it up as a, as a comedy special. So uh, check that out on YouTube when it comes out. Um, Heck yeah. Other than that, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to do next. I'm going to start my own podcast, a a little rival podcast. Yeah, I was going to say. Do you feel that through you being able to take the plunge in the comedy club, you're just kind of transforming that for people more local to the area? Yeah. Well, when I started, there was just a – there was one open mic at the back of a pub in Newcastle, and there was another open mic at the – at the university and like 10 people would come to each of them. One of the pub one was on the same night as $2 taco night. So everyone was there for tacos. No one's there for actual comedy. <laughs> you can't compete with that. Hello. So it's like, how do you break? How do you go on, how do you go on Netflix from there? You know, it's like you, 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 you start there. Yeah. The, the, and it's just, it's this whole little thing. And now, now that the comedy club exists, that if you're a new comedian, if, you, if, if you're doing well, it, it, you can easily get paid work at the comedy club on the getting booked on a Friday or Saturday night. It is, at least there's like a kind of a clear trajectory to go up on, something to aim for. Yeah, um, yeah. There's lots of stuff in Sydney to, you can go down and do. The, the Sydney comedy scene is all right at the moment. It's quite – it was better before COVID, I'll say. But yeah. uh, post-COVID, it's coming back a little bit. There's the comedy store in Sydney and there's uh, a couple other comedy nights that you can get on. Yeah, but um, yeah. Just trying to make a living in comedy is is, is definitely right. a, a a a reachy goal. But yeah. uh, I, I'm I'm happy to say that after five or six years, I still don't know what I'm doing. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Gives us hope. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have a I don't have a day job. That's pretty good. That's a good place yeah. to get to. That's a I great goal. So. Yeah. 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 So we're pretty happy. Um, awesome. Uh, advice for any young comedians: just write jokes. Just just keep getting up. Have a go. Yeah. 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 If anyone's awesome. thinking about doing it, uh, don't. You ultimately be happy. <laughs> but the rush of comedy is great. I'm going to, you know, ask for, for some advice here. Okay. I, I've haphazardly somehow ended up I'm going to Melbourne next weekend. Great. As you do. Okay. And um, where would you recommend? What, what's the comedy scene like there? The comedy scene is great there. Go to Comedy Republic. It's in comedy the city. Republic. That's a good one. Uh, Reese Nicholson owns it. Um, and a couple other good comedians. So that's probably the best venue for, for comedy. There's the Comedy Lounge, and that that's pretty good. Um, that's a bit bigger, but the Comedy Comedy Republic is a nice little like 120 seater. It's a great great place to go see comedy. Amazing. I run every weekend, so check them out. They got new toilets. I saw that on Instagram the other day. <laughs> Stop it. If you're you around, lose. Exactly. You're, you'd love the new colors and stuff they've done. So, <laughs> what a vibe. Yeah. Shout out. They are great. Heck awesome. yeah. Oh, well, I'm definitely adding that to my to-do list. But, uh, Melbourne is the second best city in the world, I reckon. They've got, <laughs> they've got nice places to go check out. I, I, got, no, I got no other recommendations. Or, or the Dimix there. The Dimix was nice when I went there. Dimix, I will admit. Big fat vibe, and I love just the smell of books. Like, the smell of books are awesome. Oh, go to just, an old bookshop and just smell them and then take them home. And, yeah, caress yeah. them in bed and tell them stories. Yeah. <laughs> now, Elliot, we have um, three questions that we ask each guest. Cool. And um, so, yeah, so we're going to start with our first one for you. Okay. Yeah. What is a fun fact about yourself that you are happy to share with our audience? Fun facts. What's fun? What's a fact? Uh, <laughs> What's a um, fact? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of a lie now. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of something right. that'll be interesting. Facts. Fun. 
Uh, I've got asthma. <laughs> That's not very fun, Elliot. Also <laughs> very fun, but it's it's something. It's, it's it spices up your day. Yeah, it's good. It's it's. it's I'm trying to think of a fun fact. I like Lego. I like like. Oh, I love Lego. that. Lego is awesome. I, uh, cool. Build lots of Lego when I can when I can afford it. Lego is fucking yeah. I know, right? It's but like I'll, crushed my dreams of wanting to relive being a kid. You know, cool. One hundred and eighty dollars later. At least once a year, I try to do one big Lego love build. It. What's and, a recent uh, build? Uh, me, me, me and the girlfriend, we recently finished the uh, the 1989 Lego Batmobile. It's up there somewhere, but I'm not going to take it down. No, lazy. don't risk that. Um, we want to build the Lord of the Rings Rivendell set. That's the next goal. And, uh, and the big one, though, was the big uh, Lego Millennium Falcon. That yes. was like 7,500 pieces. <gasps> it was a beautiful two months. That's that's my fun fact, I guess. I love that. <laughs> so that's a great fun fact. That is fun. Now you okay? Now I'm going to digress here because now I'm curious because I've met someone who's like this and it confused confused the fuck out of me. Okay. Do you build it, then unbuild it, and no, put it back in the box? Build it, and then you look at it. What the f- you probably it? collect dust who, for the rest of its life, basically. Builds it. Who is you it? You know what's yeah, worse? Yeah. The person also then refuse to build half of them and just leaves them in the box. I'm like, what is the point? Where's the joy? That's like people who buy books and then don't read them. I'm, that's <sighs> that's my girlfriend I'm talking to you directly. You own hundreds of books. Read them. Maybe you listen to the audio books, but you've got to give these books some love. They, they do look good in the shop, though. It's a nice coffee. Mine look great yeah. on my coffee table, too, by the way. you got to get it to love. Why are you buying it if you're not going to use it, you know? It's, uh, it's very true. 100%. All right. Uh, what's, what's question two? Question two is, what is one thing you'd like to implement for the rest of this year that will help you grow either professionally or personally? I want to I wanna get back into meditating. I, oh, uh, earlier it. in the year, I meditated for like 100 days in a row. And then I and then I got to there and I was like, well, that's done. And then I just stopped. <laughs> I was getting all these beautiful benefits. I was like really like feeling good. And I was just like, well, let's, let's stop. <laughs> so silly. You know when you just have a yeah, how you get into a good habit and then yeah. you miss it two days and you're like, well, it's over. That's, yeah. that's, there's no reason to start it again. So yeah, getting back into that would be a good would be a good uh would be a good thing to do. That's yeah. awesome. awesome. Yeah. All right. Question number three is what's one thing that you haven't done that okay. you might be just a little bit terrified of doing, but you've always wanted to? Like I don't know, hey. Sky like skydiving looks cool. Um Something that I'm scared of doing, but I want to do. Damn, I want to compete in a jujitsu tournament. I want to fight. That'll be cool. But uh, I suck at jujitsu. I'm, I'm okay. the worst in the entire club. So it's like if I go, it'll, I'll just get my arm broken. It's like why are we yeah. doing this? <laughs> so that's a great a goal. Yeah, that would be a fun one to do. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that's that's my little one. Yeah, do a jujitsu tournament. That'll be good. Amazing. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode, and especially with how random this all came about. But fun. I'm so I'm so glad you actually replied to me because I kind of thought, oh, I slid into his DMs and he's probably got a million girls. And I'm like, I don't know, so you can't even show it. No, I got a lot. Um, I got a lot of messages, and I was like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout! I got the best girlfriend in the world. She is awesome, and shout Aww. out to Ruby Jungle. She is the best. Yeah, okay. Plug all of where can people find you, and what shows are coming up? Check me out on Instagram. Elliot wants attention. Uh, check me out on YouTube, <laughs> Facebook. Yeah, they all like kind of. I TikTok kinda. I I didn't utilize that better. Um, I don't know what else to shout out. Uh, I guess look, keep an eye out on YouTube for my comedy special when that drops. I 
I, I'm, I'm, I'm refusing to watch the footage. It went great. <laughs> I got lots of laughs, but I was yes. like, I'm, I'm busy. I've got yeah. to read. That's who cares. Yeah, check me out on Instagram. Come see, come to the Newcastle Comedy Club and, and just watch a live show or something like that. Be great. I'm always on the showcases because I book them and I book myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be great. Okay, yeah, come check yeah, out the Newcastle Comedy Club if you're in Newcastle. Okay, so Elliot, we have a catchphrase and it's very important to us great. that you contribute I to can this. Do that. Yep. So, Elliot Stewart <laughs> from the Newcastle Comedy Club. <laughs> can we get a whoop whoop? Whoop whoop. Great podcast. Look at it. For now, we'll leave you with that and have a great week. Cheers.